Information is for illustrative purposes only and do not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Paul Durso and Charles Bowers, Jr. are investment advisor representatives of Insight Folios. Retirement is coming up fast. Will you have the income for the life you're dreaming of? Will you be traveling or flipping channels? Will you be helping the kids and grandkids or asking them for help? If you've worked, saved, and done without, but you still don't know if you'll make it, then welcome to Simply Financial, where you'll learn to invest like a pro so you can move forward with confidence. This is Simply Financial with Paul Durso, your first step to financial clarity. Now, here's Paul. This is IFN, the Insight Financial Network. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso, where it's all about taking your first step to financial clarity. I'm your host, Paul, here with my amazing co-host, Charlie. Yo! <laughs> and uh, we got a good show in store for you today. Are you on a mission? You know, Mark Willis, owner of Growth Financial Services, is on a mission to help you think differently about banks, abuses from Wall Street, and from financial uncertainty, discover how to turn mounds of death, death, debt, death. mounds of debt, feels like death sometimes, sometimes, right? Into real wealth. Hold on to those retirement investments. Mark will tell you how to do just that. He's going to also reassure you that it is possible to keep your sanity while learning how to meet your financial objectives from now, at this point in your life, or in retirement. Take back control of your finances with sophisticated, tax-efficient financial solutions, ones that are safe and predictable and allow you to create wealth far into retirement. So if you know anybody who needs to think differently about retirement, tell them to tune in to Simply Financial. You know, you know, Paul, hang on a second here. Just this last month, we had our Christmas party, right? Yep. Company Christmas party. Yep, in December. And there was this guy that entertained us, a magician. And this guy was, was really fantastic. He, he was amazing. He was good. And I was kind of nervous because we didn't know much about him. But when he showed up, he was a younger guy. Yeah. And then when he started doing his thing, oh, my word. Was he, he knew good. what he was doing, didn't he? He did. I mean, he really did. And But the thing is, you know, I'm sitting there saying, okay, I know he's just it's not magic like we we want to see it as magic you know he's, he's got some hand. trick it's sleight of hand and he was so good at it he, he was good at what he did he he could make me believe that that card was in the deck and then all of a sudden it was on the back wall on the or back wall was the, or the dollar thing. bill was jammed in that orange that yeah. he tore i mean it was just remarkable what he did but you know when you're looking at a magician like that you know he's he's doing something that's that's misdirecting that's that's it's not really it's not magic. really real yeah and i've got to think that there's a lot of advisors in our world that are kind of like that magician sleight of hand sleight of hand that you know they but but you might not know it how it's, do you know it how do you know it i, mean, I know how we present mm -hmm. materials and, and and information and, and recommendations but the question is, how do you know when someone's saying, you know, here's an investment here, here's this here, this is what you really need. And all they're doing is selling you on the fact that, you know, this insurance policy or this mutual fund is what you really need. Well, just like, I know, just to, to cut in here, there are certain magicians that are out there that aren't as good as other ones. And I feel like with your analogy, there are certain financial advisors that, you can see right through it. Yeah. It's obvious that they're just not that good of sleight of hand or not, not that good at, you know, selling or whatever they're doing. You can just see right through it and going, this guy doesn't have my best interest at hand. And then there's the other financial advisors that are much better at what they do. That's much more difficult to see. And as a client, I have so much more confidence in you, but yet it might not be what I really need. And that's the point of the whole thing from the financial world is, there's got to be some transparency. There's got to be a way to make people understand, yes, this really is in my best interest. They're just not trying to fool me. Because, you know, financial people, financial advisors, aren't necessarily the most respected professionals in the United States. 
it, it's you got your CPAs where it's they're very number one. obvious. Yeah. You know, they're, they're no they're, conflict of interest. No conflict of interest. Very clear what they're measuring against, you know, yep. the current tax laws. But sometimes in the financial world, there's just that little bit of suspicion, thanks to uh, folks like Bernie Madoff. Mm-hmm. And who was it? Charles Ponzi that, that yeah, originated the Ponzi skin yeah. way back when. Yeah. So my, my point is, you know, when, you, when you're talking to somebody like that, let's have a way to, to bring some real comfort and confidence that uh, clients, that prospects can know for sure that uh, you got the best interest at heart. And later, at, later on in the show, we're going to talk about just how how that works and, and how you can know if you've got a sleight of hand magician, financial mm-hmm. advisor in front of you or somebody that's truly got your best interest at hand. Exactly. And before we get to that point, let's go ahead and introduce and bring on our guest. Mark Willis is a certified financial planner and best-selling author of How to Be an Amazon Legend and Fire Your Banker. He's the owner of Lake Growth Financial Services in Chicago, Illinois, and he's the co-host of Not Your Average Financial Podcast. So without further ado, welcome Mark Willis. Hey, Mark, are you there? Thank you very much. Glad to be on the show. Uh, Hey, Mark, how you doing? Uh, life is good. We're above freezing here in Chicago, so we're getting out the volleyball nets and getting ready to have some fun. It probably won't last much longer, though, will it? <laughs> it's been cold here lately, so I've, I've been freezing lately, actually. Yep. All right, well, you got to tell me right out of the gate here, how in the world, uh, first explain, explain what an Amazon legend is and how can a client or a, a consumer become an Amazon legend? What's that all about? Okay, well, I, I had the privilege last year of being introduced to uh, a group of, of uh, business owners that are setting up e-commerce platforms on Amazon and other online websites and essentially doing a number of different strategies like retail arbitrage and private label uh, to essentially either uh, create a side hustle of income or fully replace their daytime, day jobs and creating a business that they can even pass on to their kids and so forth. I had never heard of this. As a certified financial planner, you know, we're usually dealing with folks most of the time with uh, W-2 wage earning jobs. About half of my clients are business owners of some degree or another. But seeing how easy it was and, and literally looking at the books of several hundred uh, of these uh, Amazon Legends members, uh, I was just floored at how, uh, you know, if you do it right and if you're being taught by good mentors, speaking of magicians mm. versus the real deal, uh, there's plenty of uh, who will sell you a $10,000 course on how to make money online. Uh, but the book itself is just a strategy for helping to increase your profits uh, on the online space. So I partnered up with a gentleman named Danny Stock, uh, who runs one of the groups, AmazonLegends.com. And uh, he's just, you know, been a real uh, advocate of the strategies we uh, share and teach at our firm, financial firm. Uh, and he himself runs the group Amazon Legends. And so he and I teamed up and, and wrote that book together. All right. So uh, are there other takeaways from the book that the, our listener might want to hear about and uh, maybe get hold of that book? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it starts off really by describing what's wrong with traditional financial planning and financial advice. Uh, so just to give you guys sort of a taste of what I did in my research, uh, I started looking at, and again, as a CFP, you know, it's part of our uh, study and, and due diligence to just look at the math, look at the technical analysis, the fundamental uh, analysis of any good portfolio investment strategy. Um, but part of what I started doing outside of the CFP was just reading the independent reports of well-respected research firms. Uh, for example, uh, Dalbar Incorporated, one of the most well-respected research firms out there, uh, does, an a- does an annual investor report. They do this big fancy title as Quantitative Analysis of Investor Behavior. So that's a 50-cent word right there, I guess. But the main thing is the report comes out every year, and they look at the average investor, the real Joe on the street, uh, what was his or her real actual returns based on the market? And they look at folks who are invested in all kinds of things, mutual funds, a stock bond blend, and they look over 10 years, 20 years, and even 30 years and, and give us bottom line real results. So it's fine for your financial advisor to tell you that the average return of the S&P over the last umpteen years is 10% or 8%, whatever, you know, folks want to quote. 
but the real results of actual investors is what I'm most interested in. Since it's, you know, I'm not the market. I'm just a human being, and most of us are. Um, so what was the real return of actual investors? Are you guys ready for this? 3.66%. <laughs> or 1.6% yeah, okay. is all equity. I'm very familiar with the data. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> that's, that's really amazing, it, isn't it? It blew me away. Yeah. It blew me away. The average investor, if they were all in on equity mutual funds over a 30-year period was, and the most recent report says, yeah, uh, 3.98% per year, which is just a hair above inflation over that same period of time. So really, was that worth the roller coaster of the last 30 years, right? Mm-hmm. That, that troubled me to such an extent, and I got into this business at the end of the last recession, and so you could say I'm a post-recession planner, I suppose. Um, how is it possible that the market could do so well, averaging higher returns, but the real investors are doing so poorly? And, you know, we, we the, look and, at the Dow yeah. bar also, some Mark, and, and note that uh, a lot of these money managers – are having the same performance as the do-it-yourself investors and, and really missing out if on If you look deep into that Delbar study, and there's a couple other that go in line with it, it's um, it's sickening, actually, yeah. how poor some of the professional money managers do compared to the market. And actually, the Delbar kind of tells a lot of the reasons, a lot of it's, I mean, 30% of the their underperformance is fee-related. The other 30% percent is is really emotionally related which mm-hmm. another study gets into why they're underperforming so bad and then the last 30 percent is just bad decision making yeah so it's it is it is an eye-opener i will say that as far as you look in the doll bar and other uh, analysis that break down performance but yes it's yep. it's kind of crazy and when we get back from break we're going to talk to mark about how debt can be a sound investment this is charlie bowers the show is simply financial and this is the Insight Financial Network, IFN. What three things will you need for the retirement of your dreams? Well, first, there's income. Second, income. And third, you guessed it, income. But how are you going to get it? Will it be enough? Want to know for sure? We'll create an income plan specific to you using our proprietary Simplicitry software. Creating this plan is a $1,500 value. For the first 10 of our listeners, we're going to give away this plan absolutely free. Only 10 free plans. So call now, 855-999-PLAN. That's 855-999-7526. Get on the list now for your free Simplicity plan. Call 855-999-PLAN. That's 855-999-7526. Hello, this is Patrick Coleman, principal of LBA Haines Strand. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Derso on 1025-610-WFNZ. This is IFN, the Insight Financial Network. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso. I'm Charlie Bowers, and we're talking with Mark Willis, the owner of Late Growth Financial Services and host of Not Your Average Financial Podcast. And when we left, uh, we said we were going to ask Mark, how can debt possibly be a sound investment? Mark? Yes. Yeah. It sounds almost uh, like a counterintuitive comment. And I'll just say up front, I don't mean by saying that debt is a sound investment, that we should be racking up credit card bills or uh, going into debt up to our eyeballs on our mortgage or whatnot. So the the way I kind of talk about this is thinking about it in terms of a staircase. So imagine in your mind a, a, a horizontal line across your mind, and imagine that that is the time of your life, right? From day one to the last day we all live on this planet Earth, we are living on that timeline. And also imagine that that's above the line is a positive net worth, and below the line is a negative net worth. So if we can't buy something with cash, how do we typically buy stuff? Well, we typically have to go into debt. 
So now we're below net zero. We're below that line in our mind. And we're climbing and clawing and scratching our way back up to net zero as we pay our monthly minimums on our credit cards or our car loans or whatnot. And, of course, profits are going out the door to the bank down the street. And there's a reason why banks are the biggest buildings in the town, right? You know, I, I used to uh, – I went to school in a small town in Texas, and there were typically all these small Texas towns uh, with three buildings in them. Typically, it's in the middle of the square. There was the bank, there was the church, and there was the bar. And I feel like folks basically moved from one building to the next. <laughs> After funny. the bank took all your money, you had to pray and drink your sorrows away. So as you climb your way back up the debt staircase, you're paying all this money to the bank. So how do we beat those uh, banks at their own game? Well, most people tell you to save up cash. So you save above the net zero line. You're climbing that staircase up, up, up. And then what do you do when, you, when it's time to buy the car or send the kid to college or whatever? How do you pay for stuff with cash? Well, you withdraw it from the savings account or the brokerage account. And that's great, and it feels good. There's no monthly payment to the bank. But what happened? We lost the opportunity to continue to earn growth and interest on that money had we left it invested instead. Here's the key finding in our, in our uh, math and research here. You finance everything you buy, whether you pay interest to a bank or you pass up interest you could have earned on the money if you pay cash. Uh, and having left it invested instead, you could have earned some real money on that. So what was the true cost of buying your cars with cash? Well, depending on how many cars you buy, that might be hundreds of thousands of dollars you won't have in your retirement just because you paid cash for a bunch of vehicles. So that's how we all buy stuff. But the honest problem is we got to buy things. we got to get the car, right? right? we got to send the kid to college. So is there a better way to buy stuff? And one of the best ways we've come across is to become your own source of financing, literally to become the, uh, your own banker for yourself and reclaim the banking function in your own life. And so that's what we really train our uh, clients how to do and really help folks think different about the financing function in one's life, literally using debt as a way, debt to yourself as a way to build wealth and achieve your financial goals. And uh, go ahead and tell us how uh, you actually go about doing that with this self-banking better than, than the traditional banking. How, how do we do that? Yeah, well, if, if all of us just had a cool $100 million, we'd just open up an FDIC-insured bank, and we'd be good to go. Yeah. <laughs> if my only name, we all just didn't have $100 million. My yeah. name, last name were just Bezos, I'd probably be okay. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, until we you know make it to that top list of uh, the wealthy individuals, you can do this with even a fairly modest sum or a monthly contribution to your own uh, financing system. And one of the strategies I stumbled across, which honestly – I was very skeptical of when I first read about it and first learned about it is a, is a very modernized form of dividend-paying whole life insurance, of all things. So this strategy of being your own banker sounds great, sounds nice, but to bank on yourself, as it's called, you need a tool to make it work in the real world. Right? Concepts are great, but we need a tool to make it happen. Right. Uh, so, you know, flight is great, but we need an airplane to make it happen. So what's the tool? Well, the tool that I've found that seems to work the best to become your own source of financing and to reclaim that banking function is a modernized form of dividend-paying whole life insurance, of all things, mm -hmm. to help you build wealth and then use it as collateral for major purchases like buying your cars or sending your kid to college. And while it's not a perfect financial vehicle, nothing is, it seems to fit a lot of holes that I see in my clients' portfolios. Mm -hmm. Is that one of the, the main strategies you use with your clients or is it just a piece of the puzzle? Just a piece of the puzzle. We're a full financial firm, and again, I am a certified financial planner, so we're looking at their financial uh, horizon from everything from estate to insurance to investments. We're looking at all of it in a comprehensive way, mm -hmm. and we typically don't recommend this strategy until we've already had several conversations with them to determine what their milestones are, what their risk tolerance is, and so forth. But to be honest, guys, what I've noticed uh, uh, is that most people have so little cash in the bank or any kind of liquidity 
And actually, this is confirmed by the Federal Federal Reserve study that recently was done. On average, the, almost half of Americans would have to sell something or go into debt just to come up with four hundred bucks for an emergency. What? Now, Charlie, that's that's a that's a nightmare. But that's every other person on the street wow. would have that little in cash savings. So, so, yeah, it's part of what we do. It's not all of what we do. So, when you said you stumbled upon it, and by the way, Charlie and I are. Are, are pretty decent fans um, or pretty big fans of the same type of strategy. So we speak a lot of the same language. Um, I guess in addition to, to banking on yourself, I want to talk a little bit more about that, you know, self-banking versus traditional banking. But as, as you, you, you formulate and, you know, you do your financial planning, what other types of complement investments would, would is a typical client that comes into your front door. You've got this self-banking thing. What else is there in their portfolio? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, most people are uh, going to come in with some credit card debt and maybe their 401k at work and some equity in the home. So what we try to do is we create a foundation of safe, predictable, and liquid. And we honestly, if you can imagine the average person, uh, uh, again, uh, maybe your dear listeners might find themselves in this situation or not, but most people have a upside-down financial life. What I mean by that is imagine an upside-down triangle or pyramid where it's toppling over, it's balancing on the small, tiniest amount of liquid cash, and then the biggest part of their financial life is tied up in things that they can't control like their home equity or their 401k that they can't access for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And typically, they're running up credit card debt to just try to cover the basics on life, the kids' braces, uh, the, the, the car transmission, that sort of thing. So what we do as a general philosophy, again, every person's different. We don't give advice over the radio, as, as I'm sure you guys know. Absolutely. But in general, what we try to do is help to flip that financial upside-down pyramid right side up again, giving folks a real foundation of safe, predictable and liquid and tax-free access to cash for any purpose they might need to help them uh, save for the money they cannot afford to lose. We really make a distinction in our firm. There's a difference between saving and investing. I feel like most times Americans sort of conflate the two terms, but I believe that saving is is the act of putting aside money you cannot afford to lose, Mm. like retirement, for example. Investing, on the other hand, is putting away money that you can afford to lose. So we always have conversations with our clients about speculative instruments and investment strategies, their 401k mutual funds and so forth. But we always keep in mind that perspective of it's the money you don't have to worry about. And if it goes to zero, it won't fundamentally change your financial life because you've got all this other wealth tapped Mm. into things that are going to be growing safely and predictably and liquid. I got you. I've got a question for you. Um, You know, most of the clients that come into Insight Folios the bulk of their savings or investments is in their 401k and IRAs. And uh, using this dividend pay whole life type policies, is there a way to uh, access, say, IRA money or just simply non-qualified money? Uh, In general, the money that goes into a whole life policy is going to be non-qualified. There are a few exceptions to that rule, which we can get into. Uh, but in general, we see qualified money as money. What is qualified? Well, that's the money that's going to get taxed typically in the future uh, because it's tax postponed, not tax deferred. I don't like that term, even though it's the legal term. Right. The real term, of course, is tax postponed, which has a different flavor to it, right? Uncle Sam so will to get answer you. your question, Charlie. Sorry? I said Uncle Sam's going to get you. Uh, Uncle Sam doesn't forget. Yeah, he created the 401k. You know, it's not for your benefit necessarily. It's, you know, it's for the one who created it. Uh, so yeah, uh, in general, non-qualified dollars go into the policy. And qualified is just a fancy way of saying, you know, blessed by the government. Uh, so without that blessedness from the government, you have a bit more freedom with what you put into a life insurance policy. Just quick example. Uh, with a Roth IRA, um, life insurance is taxed. It can be accessed similarly to a Roth IRA in that the principal and if done right, the gains can be accessed tax-free just like a Roth IRA. Now, unlike a Roth IRA, there are no income phase-out rules for life insurance. In other words, you could be making $2 million bucks a year and still be packing away hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars into a life insurance contract, whereas a Roth IRA, you're really stuck with those income phase-out rules. The other gotcha with Roth IRAs is that you can't put in more than, what's the rule now, 6000 
depending on your age, yeah. yeah. Depending on your age, what's that really going to do for our retirement? I mean, what's six thousand bucks in the long, in the grand scheme of things for our f- financial future? I've got clients doing a hundred times or fifty times that in their life insurance policies each year. So it, it just comes down to you know what is the goal of our money? And again, before we get too enraptured with one particular financial product, the very best thing I think your listeners and myself too can ask is, what do I really want my money to do for me? You know, what is it that I'm trying to get it to do? What kind of characteristics do I want it to have? Um, because your answers are going to be different than anybody else's. And the best thing you can possibly do is just say, well, okay, okay, where I put my money will make it act different. A hedge fund is different than a savings account, you know, or a 401k or a, or a house. And Mark, so I can't. What do I want my money to do? I can't agree with you more. The only thing I'd change to that is what does your money need to do? for you. When we get back, we're going to be talking about some financial vehicles that you can put your money into and not get taxed into the future in addition to what we've just talked about. This is Paul Durso. The show is Simply Financial, and this is the Insight Financial Network IFN. This is IFN, the Insight Financial Network. You're listening to Simply Financial with me, Paul Durso. We've got Mark Willis on the show today. And Mark, I just want to jump right in. How can regular investors create wealth in 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 a sane, predictable way? Yeah, there's a, a lot of things that you can put your money into. Uh, let's talk, I mean, you could talk in uh, mutual funds, annuities, uh, hedge funds, uh, raw land, uh, you know, dynastic trusts. There's just an infinite number of strategies. I think I tried to keep track as I was doing my work for the CFP exam, Certified Financial Planner exam, uh, and I think I counted upwards of 450 different financial products, and you can combine those together to make millions of different combinations. So where the heck are we going to put our money where it's going to grow for us in the way we want it to? And most importantly, it helps us hit our financial goals. Um, so, you know, we talk a lot about helping our folks uh, achieve their financial milestones without taking a bunch of unnecessary risks. So we believe in risk. I mean, I'm a business owner myself, but we don't want to take unnecessary risk, especially with things that we uh, are responsible for, our own money and our family's money, to be honest. Uh, so you know, what are some ways you can live sanely? And I believe one of the biggest uh, that we can control is the banking function. We've talked about that a little bit in our show today. Uh, and, you know, the average American is spending about 35%, and this is according to the U.S. Commerce Bureau, 35% of the average American's paycheck goes to servicing debt. That's everything from the car loans to the student loans to the mortgage. So if you just reclaim 35% of your after-tax money uh, and put it somewhere where you could predict predict and grow that money in a safe way, that's going to change your life. I've had clients who brought their spouse home from work to take care of the kids whenever they stopped having such a bleed out the back door to the banks and credit cards and finance companies. So that's a huge, uh, that's a small little decision or a small little hinge that would swing the biggest door. It's just choosing to reclaim the banking function in your life, which we teach our clients how to do. Another really big thing you can take care of is deciding what you believe about taxes. Uh, because, you know, the, the honest truth is there will be some sort of a tax rate in the future. We just don't know what it is. We know what today's tax rates are. And so, you know, one of the key questions we ask our clients is, hey, just yes or no, I don't care if you like the president, I don't care what you think about the Congress or whatever, just yes or no, do you think taxes will be lower or higher in the future? We ask that question all the, time, all the time. All the time. Most people, and no matter what taxes, side of the fence they sit on, at, I mean, right. I'm saying 99.9% are like, they're going up. They're going up. Yeah. Mm, going up. That's what I hear, too. And then I ask them, do you think taxes could be way higher than they are today? Most people even say yes to that. Mm-hmm. And then my third question is, do you want to pay those taxes? Is that where you they know, say where, no? Where, yeah. <laughs> do they ever say no? Do they ever say no? 
Hey, now, I'll tell you, I, uh, we got a lot of potholes here in Chicago, so I'll gladly pay my taxes for those. But um, my biggest problem is we've got all sorts of uh, headwinds coming at us, both from a debt and banking perspective, and also from a future financial uh, tax obligation. I mean, the, the IRS only existed for the last 100 years or so. And somehow our country made it before that uh, without too much trouble. Uh, and some folks would say we might have even been in a better financial situation years ago. And you add on health care reform, some of the government debt and obligations, student debt loans that we've got, uh, the government debt business loans, um, the aging cost of boomers as they enter into nursing homes and that sort of thing. Where will the government get the money to cover all of those expenses? Are they going to pull it from people who don't have any money? Or will they find ways to get access to our 401ks and IRAs, which have about $21 trillion wrapped up in them right now? Uh, is it possible that they might change the rules? I, I even heard recently some, some talk about changing the rules on the 401k uh, to make the government uh, have better access to taxing those, those 401k balances. Do you want your money in partnership with the government in your retirement? So those are some of the key things that we look at when we're trying to decide how are we going to live sanely and in a way that we control the financial environment where our money lives, rather than, you know, like they say, the fish is the last to notice the water. Mm. Uh, well, most of the time, we don't take a moment to really decide, well, what do I want my money to, to do? And where do I want it to live? And, and who else besides me is going to profit from my saving or investing? Yeah. Most folks haven't spent the time. Your audience is. That's why they're listening to this show. Most folks have, have yet to really think that through. If, if they believe taxes are going up, why do they still put all this money in their tax-postponed 401k? Yeah, and that's something that we really talk to our clients about because a, a dollar saved in taxes is a dollar in your pocket. It's not like just potential uh, return on growth. So, Mark, how can our listener learn more about uh, what you believe, what you do, and the great information that you shared with us today? Well, thank you very much. And again, I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you guys today. You know, one of the uh, key ways folks can touch touch base with us is to go to, uh, we have a, a podcast where we share more about this information. If you'd like to just simply listen in and learn more, go to notyouraveragefinancialpodcast.com or just search for Not Your Average Financial Podcast on any podcast player. Uh, or you can simply go to lakegrowth.com and click book a meeting with us. Mm -hmm. If you click that button and then just find our calendars, any of our advisors here at our firm would be glad to chat with you for 15 minutes. And we'd be very pleased to send you a copy of our recent best-selling book, uh, How to Be an Amazon Legend and Fire Your Banker, uh, free of charge, compliments of Paul and Charlie. Well, Mark, thanks so much for being on with us and for that generous offer of your book to our listener. And we sure hope we can get you back on the show sometime in the future. Thanks for being on the show, Mark. My Pre pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. You know, folks, I uh, listened to one of the podcasts, and one of the things that Mark kind of leads with is traditional financial planning is no longer working. And that uh, Insight Folios, we kind of think that, too, in that we plan differently. We, we think you should think differently. There's a different perspective. And we thought we would uh, talk a little bit about uh, some of the investment strategies that are typical out there in the financial world. So we, we broke them down into four different areas, four typical different strategies. Very quick, the first one is the safe money guy. In a nutshell, this is the guy that loves to, to sell annuities. He's, mm -hmm. he's all about safety and security. Then there's the typical Wall Street broker. This is the guy that's at the major wirehouse, and I'm not saying they're all men. Uh, there could be a woman in there. We just put them all guys. We just called them guys. Yeah. Yep. Um, but you've got the Wall Street person. This guy, this person loves mutual funds, ETFs, options, hot tips, you know, anything that revolves around growth and in, in putting your money in the market. There's the insurance guy. Uh, the insurance guy, in a nutshell, this is the, the the individual that loves income, death benefit, long-term care, borough, and anything that's related towards an insurance All policy. All the possible uh, areas that insurance policies can cover. Can, Correct. Can and uh, and I believe to some degree um, Mark would fall into that. I mean, I know he's more holistic, yeah. uh, but on the show we really focused on that. And then the last one is the planning guy. This is the, the individual in a nutshell that drives recommendations based on some form of plan. So there's no real product intention. 
going into a meeting. But at the end of the day, this is an individual that, you know, I would say spreads the wealth in in lots of different strategies, lots of different investments, but doesn't necessarily specialize in any. Yeah, and it's the guy that uh, looks at all the investments, and if they've got the right tools, then they can plug those investment recommendations into that tool to see whether it really makes sense or not. This goes back to my magician analogy. To, to You know something's going on, but how do you know that uh, it's, it's right for you? Mm-hmm. And, and so as we go into this, we, we've talked about these four different guys, if you will, here. And let's go in a little bit deeper, a deeper dive, and talk about some of the pluses and minuses of each guy or strategy. And we might be able to get one or maybe two of these in before the next break. So, Paul, tell me about the safe money guy. So there's a lot of radio shows out there right now that they, they I think there's even one here in Charlotte. Charlotte surrounding about this, area, the, I think they the call themselves. The safe money guy, yeah. yeah or the money, safe money guys or whatever. I mean, there's so many different websites, so many different individuals across the country that that kind of quote, air quote, that safe money investment strategy. Mm-hmm. Now, there's, there's reasons why they call themselves the safe money guys. The first right out of the gate is really because of licensing. They can only sell certain types of investments mm-hmm. that revolve around what they consider and construed as a safe investment. Now, let's define what a safe investment is. It would be an investment that doesn't share the volatility of Wall Street. So as market goes up, market goes down, these types of investments don't share in the volatility. Now, that doesn't mean they earn. That doesn't mean they're good or bad. That just means they don't share in the volatility. It certainly doesn't mean they're without risk. No, so correct. Understand, every investment has a risk, and let's step back for just a second we're, and say we're not making recommendations on any products here. Uh, as a matter of fact, we uh, are licensed and can look at all of these different products. We're just trying to, to share some pluses and minuses uh, with each one without any preconceived notion that this is good or this is bad in anyone's particular situation. So annuities can be good because they don't share in the volatility of the market. They can be bad because they can earn way less than what somebody needs yeah. heading into retirement. And we'll find clients, people out there that love their annuity and those that and hate, hate their annuity. So, And just speaking very transparent, you know, as a financial advisor, I've sold more safe type of investments over my career than than I could probably count. And it's in the hundreds of millions. Yeah, and especially when you got a 2008 happen and the fear is out there, it's a lot easier to be a safe money guy to some people. And the, some of the selling features behind that is who doesn't like the, the sound of safety? Who doesn't yeah. like the sound that, you know, we can protect you from the volatility. The worst case scenario would be you can't lose when the market goes down. There's so many good selling features for it. But at the end of the day, there's time commitments, there's risks that are associated to it that you, you just can't protect, protect yourself right. against. So if you have a safe money guy and want to or an annuity and want to review it, call us at 704-529-9500, 704-529-9500. This is Charlie Bowers. The show is Simply Financial, and this is the Insight Financial Network, IFN. Hey, it's Paul, and we'll be right back to the show in just a minute. But if you're worried about where you're going to get your dream income for retirement, just give us a call, and we're going to get in your hands absolutely free our Retirement Rescue Toolkit. For the first 10 callers, you're going to get two books and a ton of other materials that you wouldn't quite expect to get from a financial advisor absolutely free. Knowledge is power, right? So here's a ton of knowledge for you, and it's absolutely free. Just give us a call at 855-999-7526. Again, to get your free Retirement Rescue Toolkit today, pick up the phone and dial 855-999-7526. Hi, this is John Miller, author of The Coming Gold, Silver, and Blockchain Share Explosion, and you're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso on 1025-610-WFNZ.
This is IFN, the Insight Financial Network. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso. I'm Charlie Bowers. You're probably familiar with five guys. Well, we're talking about our four guys. We've already talked about the safe money guy. We've got the Wall Street guy, the insurance guy, and the planning guy. So, Paul, why don't you tell me about the Wall Street guy? You got the radio voice thing going on right now. I'm working it. <laughs> I'm You're working soothing it, me over here. I am, I am being soothed over here. Well, after I was chastised for that uh, <laughs> blast that, that the world will never hear. So. <laughs> All right, so let's talk really quick about the Wall Street guy. Wall Street guy. This guy is the polar opposite of the safe money guy. You're saying he doesn't like annuities? He doesn't like anything the safe money guy likes. So these guys are literally on opposite ends of the arena, and they're wanting to fight each other and duke it out. The, the Wall Street guy loves securities, loves growth, and he's okay with risk. So risk is is just a another pawn to be to be literally sacrifice for the growth that you're going to get. So a Wall Street advisor is the type that says, hold on, it's going to come back. That's their go-to phrase because investments are going to go up, they're going to go down. But the Wall Street guy believes wholeheartedly that just like the market has been over time, it will continue to climb regardless of the short-term pullbacks. This guy's okay with risk. It's okay with volatility. And the last thing he ever wants to do is put yourself, put your money in a place that it's not going to grow. Right. And, and that's what the annuities is. So he doesn't sell annuities, so he doesn't like them. And we'll probably talk down on them. Just like the annuity guy doesn't necessarily like the risks of the market. And we'll talk bad about it. Well, it's and interesting just, about the, the how he's going to talk against the annuities because the, right out of the gate, all he's going to talk about is fees. Why would you put your money in all that? in that annuity for fees. And and if you're shaking your head going, well, yeah, I would never buy an annuity because they're super expensive. Let me riddle me this. If you've got an investment that's going to charge you 10%, aka an annuity up front, let's just throw an arbitrary number out there. It's going to cost you 10% versus a Wall Street guy that's going to charge you 2% a year for the rest of your life. Now, it might take you five years to break even on that, but years six throughout whatever, You've now paid more to your Wall Street guy who beat up the fees on the annuity. So if your number one reason for not buying an annuity is fees, you might need to think again. I need to think again. And you think about it, you're the, in, the, in the Wall Street world, you're, you're living with the volatility of going up and down with the market. And that may or may not be something that suits well with you. But with an annuity, it's a contract. You can know what you're going to get after a certain period of time. Worst so, case scenario, a lot of times. Yeah, so th- there's, there's positives and negatives to both of them, you know. And I'm not for one or the other. We're not recommending anything. All we're trying to do is probe and, and, and prod and, and, and help you think through different decisions and different strategies because there's yeah. lots of reasons to say no. There's lots of reasons to say yes, but at the end of the day, there's no one strategy, at least that we've talked about yes, right. yet, that you should go with. And, and, and we are trying to be provocative and say terms and maybe sales features that, that uh, advisors have used with you that you've heard. And, you know, they, they can be correct or they might not be totally 100 percent passing on all the knowledge you need to make the best decision for your situation. So if you've got a Wall Street person in your life, an advisor, or you have securities and you're fearing the volatility of your portfolio, the volatility of what the market experienced this past December, it was scary. If, if that's something that's scaring you and you need a review, pick up the phone, dial 704-529-9500. Again, we'd love to sit down with you, review your Wall Street portfolio, 704 529 9,500. Give us a call. We'll set an appointment, sit down with you. Next up is the insurance guy. Insurance guy. And as, as we talked about, it, I think uh, Mark Willis, our guest, is, is maybe more of an insurance guy than some of the other I'm sure he's uh, a little bit of everything, yeah. but, but, but he has his CFP. So he has license. to be everything. So, so yeah. he, he knows about everything. And uh, I think he, he really is, has bought into this bank on Bang yourself. We, so what is, is an insurance bad. guy? What are we talking about here specifically? So, you know, we've had clients come into our office and say, hey, review what I've got here. I've got this insurance policy for a death benefit. I've got this insurance policy that I'm supposed to be able to borrow against. I've got this insurance policy to help me with any long-term care needs I might have. I've got this insurance policy to pay for burial. And the thing is, when you've got 
people that are only licensed in insurance products where they're going to sell you an insurance product. And uh, that's not to say that you don't need one or more of these types of policies, but are they able to help you understand all of the options out there available to you that, that might better suit uh, your, your situation? And, and, you know, when we say that uh, the uh, Wall Street guy doesn't really like annuities or the safe money guy, uh, people that sell annu- uh, insurance can sell annuities typically and, and very often do. They, they can offer either the uh, annuity or the insurance policy. Well, the, the insurance guy, you know, in this type of strategy, one who's heavy, there's some mutual fund comp- or mutual companies out there that offer lots of life insurance. And we've seen over the years plenty of clients come into our office and, and you could tell right away what type of strategist, what type of guy they have in their life just mm-hmm. by what's in their portfolio. And there's been plenty that come into our office and they have nine different life insurance policies, yeah. one for their kids, one's for them, there's some term, there's some whole life. And you talk to them about it and you're like, what is all of this? Yeah. And they're like, well, this is for this, this is for this, this is, and I'm like, why did you buy so much life insurance for all these different things? I mean, there's so many different types of investments out there. Why in the world would you focus all your energy and time and expense mm. into one style of, in- of investment? And it comes right. down to it, well, that's what my advisor likes. That's what he has to So offer. I'm not speaking against it. I know Charlie isn't either. Insurance has its place. And, you know, insurance is something that that we recommend more often than not. But at the end of the day, whether it's annuity, Wall Street, insurance, or any other type of investment out there, they all have their place. Right. And no portfolio should be overweighted so much in one area, whether it be annuities, life insurance, or even Wall Street. It needs to be built specifically for people, which... Brings us to our last thing. But before we get there, if you've got a lot of life insurance in your life or not enough life insurance in your life, or if you just feel that you've got that insurance guy guiding you, give us a call, 704-529-9500. Again, 704-529-9500. We'd love to sit down and do a review of your life insurance, whether you need it or not. Last thing, we got about five minutes, Charlie. And this is where we kind of hang our hat. If yep. there was anything we were to hang our hat on, it's the planning guy. The planning guy. And when you say the planning guy, you don't really think of a specific investment, do you? No. No, and that's the thing. That's and the actually, key. before you say that, huh? I bet you if you say, you know, if, whoever's listening out there right now, do you think you've got the planning guy? They're probably scratching their guy head going, what is that? Yeah. Like, what is a planning guy? You know, a lot of people talk. A lot of advisors say, well, we're going to start with the plan, but we, what we've noticed, it's the sales mature, material. It's when when an advisor says he's going to plan for you, he's just basically giving you documentation to sell a product that he wants you to buy. It's not a true plan. This is different. What we're talking about here, the planning guy, is a true financial planner. You know, and, and you said that right when you said they're, they're giving you documentation and saying this is your plan when all it is a majority of the time is just some sort of sales literature saying here's a great annuity it's going to help you uh, this is my plan for you we'll, we'll put you in this annuity or they're going to put together some excel sheet yeah. that basically points to the fact that you need an annuity it's not a real financial plan again it's even a homegrown type of document that they developed in a way to point you in a direction for what they sell, what and, they it, sell. and it sounds very pessimistic and what we're talking about now that there's so these magicians, these sleight of hand type of financial advisors out there that are just trying to trick you. But unfortunately, there are. There are plenty of advisors out there that want you to buy what they're selling because if they're not, you're not going to buy it from them. They think you're going to go buy it from somebody else. Mm -hmm. But you're not looking to buy an investment. You're looking to secure your future. You're looking to plan for what you need and that's where a planner comes in. So here's the deal. We got three minutes left. If you don't have a true financial plan, a retirement plan for your future, pick up the phone, 704-529-9500. Again, 704-529-9500. We have a planning system that we use that will empower you to make decisions for the betterment of your future, regardless of what you're going to buy. We can take the investments you're currently in, put it through our Simplicity planning software, 
and tell you whether it makes sense for you or not. If that annuity you own, makes sense. If those mutual funds you own, makes sense. So it's a tool where we've opened up the magician's kit. You can now have transparency to see whether it makes Actually, sense. Actually I've been or not. saying lately, you know, if, if if we were a movie, we'd be Wizard of Oz and we're pulling back the curtain so you can see everything, all the inner workings of behind the screen. We only have a few more minutes, Charlie. Again, one last thing, seven oh four five twenty nine ninety five hundred. Seven oh four five twenty nine ninety five hundred. We'd love to sit down with you, give you your own simplicity plan charlie what's coming up next week so if leaving a legacy is important to you and you then you'll want to listen in next week dave davies gift planning advisor for whitelift bible translators foundation will show you how you can leave a legacy through charitable giving and estate planning learn trusted ways to support the work of bible translation and help spread the gospel message here and across the globe you'll even discover several income and tax benefits from various trusts and funds the Wifecliff Foundation believes that good Christian stewardship is at the heart of following Jesus and honoring him as the Lord over your life. Biblical estate design can help you prepare to complete or revise your will and estate plan. So just as we close this show, you know, we had Mark Willis on the show, and uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good planner out of Chicago. We just want to thank him so much for being on the show earlier as always, we have the greatest producer in the industry. Uh, he's he's amazing at what he does. Uh, Stephen Helbig, I can't thank you enough for continuing to put Stephen, up Stephen, did you write that, that he's reading there? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to thank all you fine folks here at the station who give us this forum to bring financial clarity to the fine, greater, or gr- fine folks of this greater Charlotte area and beyond. And mostly thank you for tuning in and telling your friends about this show. And it's our hope here at Simply Financial that we bring you useful steps towards financial clarity each and every week with a little fun and flair um, from, from our, our personalities that we <laughs> love to, to, to give every single week. And ultimately, our goal, of course, is to help you retire securely. If you want to talk, just pick up the phone, dial 704-529-9500. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. This is Paul Durso. The show is Simply Financial, and this is the Insight Financial Network, IFN. When I was young, I